I was always looking around to kind of see if there was someone like me, but of course there was nobody. <laughs> and I was like, okay, <laughs> am I the only brown? Yes. <laughs> Welcome to The Big Blend, the podcast about merging cultures and transmission. For those of you who are listening for the first time, you can discover the whole story behind The Big Blend by listening to the first episode, The Prologue. Today's guest is Lena Rajibali. She grew up in Paris with very strong Indian origins. So make yourself a good cup of blended coffee or blended cocktail and come discover Lena's story. Before we start, I want to tell you a little bit about Lena. She was born and raised in France. Both her parents are of Indian origin and grew up in the Indian community of Madagascar. Because yes, there's a huge Indian community in Madagascar that has been there for generations. Traditions have been maintained and even followed Lena's family all the way to Paris. So the last ancestor of hers that actually lived in India was born in 1884. She had also never been there during her childhood. And yet, she always felt very attached to these roots, the kind of attachment that is inexplicable, a feeling of home, of familiarity. Today, she lives in Bangalore, India. I wanted to have her as a guest on the podcast to understand what makes someone feel such a connection to a country they had never been in, but technically come from. Hi, Lena. Hello. Hi, Marielle. Welcome to The Big Blend. I'm very happy to have you here. Thanks. Very happy to be here. So, Lena, I'm going to start with a very simple question. Where are you from? I'm from France. Okay. So you consider France to be your first culture? Mm, no, but this is the answer I give when, somebody, I mean, when people ask me where I'm from. Why do you give this answer? Because I was uh, born and raised in France. I have a French passport. That's the simple answer is like to say that I'm French or from France. To start with, I would say. Can you tell me a little bit about uh, your childhood? What was your family like? What language did you speak at home? So like you said, both my parents are uh, of Indian origin. And so at home, they speak uh, together Gujarati, which is an Indian language, uh, one of the main uh, Indian languages spoken in India. So this is the language I heard pretty much my whole life. But to us, they would speak most of, I mean, most of the time or like, yeah, 80% of the time they would speak French to us. So we would answer in French, but then when they speak to each other, then we would hear an Indian language at home all the time. Okay. And how did you feel when you spoke it? Were you comfortable? Yeah, yeah. I actually liked it. And I always thought that this was kind of a secret thing that we had. So sometimes if I was, uh, I don't know, doing some shopping with my mom and I wanted to tell her something, then I would try to say it in 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 Gujarati so that nobody else could answer. And I think it was really something that would, for me, would really stay at home here. And I was a bit, you know, uh, not so comfortable when my mom would uh, speak it in front of my friends, for example. So I used to brief my mom, you know, if I had friends at home <laughs> and tell her that, no, I mean, don't even speak one word of Gujarati when you speak to me. But 
ultimately she would say something because it was just so normal. Why, why didn't you want her to speak Gujarati to you? So that has to do with the fact that, I mean, yes, I grew up in France, but of course, you know, I, I grew up also in the, in the Indian culture. And um, when I was going at school, I could not really share it or like nobody would really understand uh, that part of me. So I would not always mention it and I would try to kind of, you know, hide it from everybody. Okay, let's pause here. Lena is brown. She definitely looks Indian. So hiding it must have been pretty hard for her. Let's dig a bit deeper into that. You, so people can't see you, but you look Indian. Didn't people ask questions? Of course, people always uh, and are still always asking the same question. You know, when I, when I'm in France and people ask me, uh, okay, where are you from? The second question is always, oh, but no, you're not French. Like, where are you from? Like, where, 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 where is your origin? And this is where it gets a bit complicated because as you said, so we are coming from India, but I can't just say that I'm Indian because I don't know this country. I had never been there. I had no family there. And to, to explain that, you know, I'm Indian, but I'm not really because, so we went from India to Madagascar. So then people would say, oh, but so you're from Madagascar. I'm like, no, because again, I had never been. <laughs> So I could not really say that I was from Madagascar nor from India. And then it got, it got just too complicated. And I really felt very different from what I was considering a normal person who could say, I'm from France and I'm from Normandy and I've always <laughs> uh, been there. And even my great grandparents are from Normandy and that's it. And we have a house there and we go there every summer. This was something that we all we used to kind of say at home is that oh but all our friends are such have such a simple story and this was like the conversation i had with my sisters and parents throughout my childhood and when i grew up and we used to try to find a simple answer but you know there's no simple answer so If uh, you could go back to your childhood and give your parents one advice about this culture transmission, what would you give them? What would you have liked them to do differently? Um, I think I would have wanted them to kind of tell us that, you know, it's okay to, you know, have multiple cultures and you should tell the whole story because people should be able to understand the whole story. There are so many other people who have a similar story or who are raised in multiple cultures. And so you should not really hide it. I remember I asked my mom one day, like, are we allowed to say that at home we speak Gujarati or is this something that I should really not mention? And this is when she, she was like, no, but where is this question coming from? But to me, it was a struggle. Like I wrote it down on a paper, you know, I wrote it down. I was like, are we allowed to say that we speak Gujarati outside? And she was like, yes, of course. But you know, it's just, it's just to give you an idea of how complicated it was to me, for me to kind of think that it's a normal thing. Yeah. Yeah. In your brain, you separated the two cultures and you felt like the Indian culture was a secret, basically. I must mention also that I was in a, in a school, like in a very, very 
French and traditional school that had not a lot, where not a lot of foreigners or, or people of other origins uh, were going. So this didn't help also. I'm sure there are, you know, much more diverse environment to grow up in. W would it have helped to be in a, in a school where there were, there were many different origins, cultures or types of people, let's say? Yeah, 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 of course. And I, I remember I used to, in September, when you enter your the new class, I was always looking around to kind of see if there was someone like me. But of course, there was nobody. <laughs> and I was like, okay. <laughs> Am I the only brown? Yes. <laughs> did you feel very different from the other kids? How did they react to that? At home, I would feel so comfortable, you know. We used to spend our weekends watching Bollywood movies. And, and I, this was, you know, the thing that we would enjoy the most. So, yes, this is why we had uh, posters of Bollywood uh, stars on our wall. Quick note. Before we started recording... Lena told me that her and her sisters had Bollywood posters on their bedroom walls instead of Britney Spears or whatever was cool at that time. And so there was really like the world outside and then the world at home. And I, when I had friends at home, which was actually not so often, I would say, then yes, they would ask questions about, okay, who are these, these Indian dudes on your, on your wall? And I, I, was, I was trying to find answers, but because they didn't know this whole side of me, I think if I, again, if I had grown up with people who had uh, other origins, then it would have been something that other people would have also said, you know, I don't know, I, I, I'm speaking this language at home, and when you go to that person's place, then you eat some other kind of food or you see some other kind of things at home. But because I was the only one who had some kind of other culture, then it was not a topic, it was not a, it was not a thing. And then people would still think that I'm, I'm just like them, because of course I was not showing that I was a little bit different. Okay, you talk about your Indian origins being in the home, kind of like kept away from your French life outside of home. And you talk about being ashamed sometimes of some aspects of this culture, at least in front of the outside world. And yet you have always been very attached to this, uh, to this country. You've always been very intrigued. You went on a quest of finding your roots. When did you realize that your Indian origins were really important to you? It has always been very important because I really grew up with this kind of mindset of, you know, being very close to the family and like very close to the traditions, the food, everything that we would do at home or that we would do in my family, like all the, the gatherings and everything. It's very, very, very Indian. Like <laughs> when we would go to weddings or every, every gathering, then we would uh, wear saris and we would wear Indian outfits. I was, I was rarely seeing my friends uh, during weekends, for example. I would spend it with my cousins, with my sisters, with like my grandparents, everyone in the same house and like having dinners. Uh, we would go to the mosque where we would meet the whole community. For me, being Indian was really something that, you know, has always been part of me. And all the beautiful moments and all the like great things that I lived throughout my childhood are also very Indianized, I would say. Right now you live in India. You had never been to India when you were a kid and, and it's not, India itself was, is not your, your parents nor your grandparents country per se, in, as in the country where they lived. What, how come you're in India now? What made you go there? What are you doing there? I mean, for us, when we grew up and even for my parents, I would say that 
we were very, very attached to the Indian culture without really knowing the country. But everything was, um, everything about India has always been kind of amazing for us. We have a, a, a percentage, a really, really, really small snapshot of what India offers. Even when you look at the, at the movies, the music and everything, we would wait for, because back then, you know, there was no streaming online and all these things. So we would wait for someone who would live, let's say, in London or in Canada to have access to a few DVDs that would come to us. So it was for us, it was like, a, you know, everything linked to India was kind of a treasure. You know, we, we were all and we are still very, very fascinated about India. There is something out there that we are connected to. And it seems so amazing that maybe one day we'll see it. I actually uh, went to India for the first time in 2013. So it was part of my studies. I did my uh, exchange semester in New Delhi. And I don't know exactly how to explain, but yes, I landed there and I knew that there was, you know, a connection. I think it's just also seeing people that really look like you and like there are a billion of them. <laughs> Literally a billion. So it's just, and still today, now that I live here, honestly, when I roam around the streets uh, of Delhi, of Mumbai, or of Bangalore, I sometimes have a feeling that I have, that I know that person that is in front of me. Because it's just that the, the faces are so similar than, you know, mine or all my family. And this is not something that would happen quite often in Paris. Uh, you don't bump into Indian people at every corner of the street. And I think maybe it would have been different if I was in London, for example, or, or where you have like bigger Indian communities. So would you say that once you got to India, you felt like home? Yeah. And again, you know, it has to do with the, um, with the food that I tried in India. So, you know, you, you just, you just land in a country that you have never been. It's a huge country and like you, you feel completely lost. But at the same time, when you, when you stop in a like very, very small street food uh, corner, the, the chai that you drink or the, the street food that you eat is something that you had eaten at your grandma's place when you were three, four, five years old. And the taste has not changed. I was feeling like, oh my God, how, how did this guy do to kind of keep the recipes? But like, literally, it is the same taste. And again, it would bring back so many good memories because this is a homely feeling when you taste something that you were actually having in your childhood. And this is still something that amazes me every day when I'm just, you know, traveling across India. And I just, there are so many things that just bring, bring me back to my childhood, which is also, I mean, why I, I completely feel at home here. It's crazy because the way that you're talking, it sounds like you grew up there, then left and went back. But actually, that's not at all your situation. You grew up, you've always grown up in Paris, but the replication of the culture, the food and the feel was so strong amongst your community that when you went there, even if you had never been there, you felt like you knew the place. So you went there when you were 22 or 23 for a semester exchange and you came back to France. Then what happened? Why did you go back? 
So I remember when I left India in December 2013, I took a last picture. I was in Rajasthan and I took a picture of small kids, you know, wearing uniforms and just going out of school and going back home. And I posted this picture on Facebook and I, my caption was, uh, something like India, I'll come back. I'll be back. And honestly, when I, when I did this, it was not just only for the Facebook <laughs> post or for the nice caption, but I really, really, really meant it. Like I knew that I would, I would come back and I knew that I would leave in India at some point. And it has always been, you know, on my mind. And I actually came back to India five years later in 2018 and finally decided to settle here or like, yeah, settle here for a few, for a few years in 2019. There is something very, very strong that you, that I feel here. And I didn't feel like I could have this balance in France between both cultures. Maybe this is something that I, that I can get here. And it is actually exactly what I'm experiencing here. So just to give a little bit of background, I, I, li I mean, I'm living in India for the past two and a half years, but I do spend most of my time with the circle of expat people and a lot of my time with French people. So it's not like I decided to kind of um, completely forget about France and kind of say that, okay, now I'm in India, so I'm going to blend with the real Indian population. Honestly, it's when I came to India and it's when I lived in India that I realized how much France was also a part of me. You've had a French education and I'm guessing you have a little bit of a French accent when you speak there with the, with the locals. How do they perceive you? Do they consider you to be fully Indian or do they see you as the French Indian? Yeah, that's a very good question because um, I always thought that I would completely blend <laughs> in the Indian environment and because I look Indian and I eat Indian food and nothing is very, very new to me then people would not really ask the question and consider me as an Indian. And this is actually the answer I wanted to have from them. You know, I wanted to have this kind of confirmation that, yes, I am Indian. And this is something that I can be proud of. And this is something that everyone recognizes that, yes, I am Indian. And actually, none of that happened <laughs> because every single person that I'm meeting in this country always, always, always brings me back to the fact that I'm not completely uh, from India. And at the beginning, I was feeling a bit judged, to be very honest, uh, because I was trying to kind of speak a little bit in Hindi or in other languages. And I thought that, you know, it would, it would be completely okay. But then they would completely understand that I'm not from there. And this would, you know, bring me back to the fact that, okay, so then if I'm not from there, then where am I from? And it took me a few months. I would say it even took me a few years. Uh, staying here to kind of be more, you know, comfortable with the fact that, yes, you know, I'm not a fully 100% Indian person. I did not grow up here. So it's normal also that these people don't really, you know, see me as a, as a complete local person.
I will never really find that place that is completely a place I can call home. And I don't think my parents have been able to say that or my grandparents or even my great grandparents. <laughs> At some point, I was always asking my parents, but I mean, where is our country? What do we call home? And would you say that you are French or would you say that you are Indian? And they had, they didn't have the answer and I don't have the answer anymore. But I also have stopped looking for it because I know that when I'm in France now, that there's a part of me that is missing India. And when I'm in India, there's a part of me that is looking for France and I'm trying to build a small French circle also in my life uh, here. So you have three sisters. Do your sisters feel the same? Do they have the same uh, connection with India? Yes, they do. All of us, we have... Uh, We, are, we have the same, the same emotions and the same memories that come back when we travel to India. I think I, for me, it became something that, um, that I really, really, really had to do. It, it became the most important thing for me to kind of find some answers or to kind of find a place where I would, where I would feel comfortable. I really had to go all the way, you know, and, and kind of leaving everything behind or everything that I had built in France because this became a kind of a question of survival. You know, I needed to be there to kind of see what it is, who I am. Yeah, I think it really just helped me kind of balance both worlds and be comfortable with this kind of gray zone that is actually okay. <laughs> okay. And when you envision your future, do you envision an Indian family, a French family, a mix? Is it important for you to have a spouse that is Indian or French or? I would want to like have a family with someone who would at least understand it. And when I say understand it is having kind of experienced the same story, because I think like a lot of people are very open-minded and can relate and, and know that all these things uh, exist. But It's very, very, very different when you've lived it. I'm not necessarily uh, thinking of, you know, having lived it between France and India, because I think it's the same kind of questions that you ask yourself, no matter what culture you are uh, raised in. Uh, but I think it's, it's, uh, this is something that I would want to share with the, with my partner and I, that I would want to give to my children, because it's just, uh, it's just the story of my life. You know, I can't really imagine, uh, that the, the person I spend my life with does not really understand it deeply. And because I know that these questions are going to, you know, still evolve. And this is also something that I, that I want to be able to share with my family. So yeah, of course, I think it's, it's the major thing for me. It's being able to also give it to my children. Do you have the Indian passport? No, I don't. Okay. Would you have liked to have it? Did, did you, do you, would you have felt a kind of recognition or at least a balance if you had it? That's a very good question. And I, I thought of it. I thought of it a lot of times. I thought like, would it have changed something if I had both passports? And I think definitely yes. Because even though it's just, you know, a passport or a paper, it's officially defining you or putting you at least in one, in one category. And you can claim that, yes, you have both nationalities. You are Franco-Indian. It would have helped me for sure accept the Indian side of me and explain it also very clearly to, to people who are, you know, just saying that, yeah, I'm Franco-Indian and I have both nationalities. And I don't think I would have asked myself so many questions <laughs> because at least it would have been kind of formalized and official. Yeah. What is the hardest part in being a binational? 
not being able to explain it very in a very simple way. So do you have one last piece of advice for parents who have binational or multinational kids? Do you have advice on how to avoid uh, this secretive or shame part that you had uh, when you were much younger? I would definitely say that the environment your child grows in is very, very, very important. And I think that being, being uh, raised in multiple culture honestly kind of put you in another category of, of kids. I mean, you have some special schools who are you know, expat children or like international schools. And you know that there are some similar people in these schools. Again, I think there are also downsides of it because sometimes it doesn't reflect uh, the diversity of, of, uh, of the country. It's, it's usually very privileged kids, so you need to balance it. But I really think that your kids should be, should have this circle where they actually feel very comfortable because there is no question to be asked. Everyone is having the same, exact same profile. And also for parents, I think it's just much easier. I also think that there are, I would say there are countries or there are cities where it's just much more international, you know, like a city like New York. I mean, every single person that you, that you meet in the street has a similar story as yours because there is no definition of being, you know, a proper New Yorker. And this is something that it's just, you know, makes you feel that you belong, at least you belong to something, because this is the question that I always used to ask myself, like, where do I belong? And the last question that I ask uh, during the podcast is, what is the smell of home to you? I'm not sure if my home really has a smell, but what I can say is that there's definitely the sound of home. The sound of home is like me and my sisters being at home, chatting and like gossiping and having so many things to, to tell to each other. And my mom suddenly calling us for dinner. So in Gujarati, she would say, hello, Jamwa, which means uh, the food is ready. And so we would come gather around the table and everyone talks a lot. So we're a, we're a home of, of four sisters. So you can imagine how loud this can be. <laughs> half of the conversation is in French. Half of it is in Gujarati when my parents also uh, talk. And yes, some, some good food always around the table. And so, yeah, that's my home. <laughs> Lena, thank you so much. It was really a pleasure discussing with you. Thank you so much, Marielle. I really enjoyed it and I really, really look forward to listening to other stories. I'm sure I'll learn a lot from other people. So thank you so much. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Big Blend. If you like what we do, talk about us to your multicultural friends. You can also give us five stars on your podcast app. And if you want to get a glimpse into the newest episodes every month, follow us on Instagram and subscribe to our newsletter on the website, thebigblend.co. 
Cheers and see you soon. 